1: It was yeah. really hard, but it was a lot of separation of even though I have these yeah. feelings about you, great. I need to get along with you. I need to be friends with you. I need to allow you to still be in our lives. And, you know, the amazing thing about Harry's dad is he wanted the same thing, too. I was going to say. that was difference with him and with Peter is he wanted the same thing. So, you know, it was it was and it still is even very hard because we get in arguments sometimes and. I get those hurt feelings all over again, you know, he's I just found out he's dating again. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, this awful pain, you know, like being stabbed in your gut, like brings out all those feelings again from, you know, the breakup of the relationship. But at the same time, I have to be like, do you want to come over and trick or treat with the kids? Because that's what's best for the kids. But in a weird way, it actually kind of forced me to heal from the you know the one hand the the emotions of I'm hurt because the relationship ended because I'm forced to be around you and to be friendly with you for the kids sake so it actually ended up you know kind of being a blessing in disguise but co-parenting healthily helped me you know get past a lot of the the anger and the hurt from the relationship ending
0: Harry's dad deserves a lot of credit because it's hard to find two people that put the kids first and you guys seem like you've really made that commitment. And that takes, I mean, you both deserve a ton of credit for, for keeping that mission at the forefront because ugh, you know, you you went through it and so many people listening are, are you know, their parents had toxic relationships and divorces and there's are still parents that don't speak, you know, and it's, it's so hard. So like, th- you know, Harry's dad deserves a lot of credit too.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're both children of divorce, so we both know what it feels like to have to be dragged to two Christmases, two homes and, you know, have parents that maybe don't get along. And we said, you know what? I can't give them, you know, we can't give them a marriage that's going to stay together, but we can at least give you the best divorce possible.
0: (laughs) So it's interesting, you know, obviously you had a different relationship with Peter than, you know, Harry's dad. So with Peter, with it being so toxic, was by the time you ended it, was it just like, was it a relief to like move out? Was it, or have him move out? Was it like, or, or it's still emotionally like such a roller coaster?
1: with both men it was the moving out day was devastating it's mm-hmm. some of my worst memories with with both of them what you know even though i wanted peter i didn't want him to go but i wanted him to go you know that first day it's funny <laughs> the second time when harry's dad left i i was prepared for this is going to hurt a lot to not see his stuff in the closet you know like the, there's something about the empty shelves mm. where I always hung his shirts and you know put his stuff away is real I remembered was really painful from when Peter left so this time like as I don't even think he was out of the house yet like he had his stuff in boxes but he wasn't quite out yet I filled it up with all of my clothes you know I like hung a little pretty chandelier and I set up all my favorite shoes on the shelf where he used to have his sweatpants and it's it seems so silly, but it made it a little easier because I knew this is going to hurt the first time I walk in this closet and see the left half empty. So at least now I get to see all my handbags and shoes and pretty stuff. And it just made it a little easier. But, and so, you know, I was like, it's, it, I remember it made me sad when, with Peter not having anybody in the bed anymore on that half. So this time I was like, you know what? I bought new sheets and new pretty pink satin pillows, and I said, "I'm gonna have the whole bed to myself and slept in the middle of it. So you know, you do the little things that you can to try and heal some of those wounds, make them a little bit easier, but it still sucks, it still hurts.
0: If someone were listening to this podcast and getting to separate getting ready to separate from their significant other and has have kids, what do you think the best thing? is that they could say to their children about the separation and the worst.
1: Oh, goodness. Um, So once again, I did it wrong and I did it right. So when Peter finally moved out, it was we weren't on the same page. We didn't have a conversation of let's sit down and tell the kids together it was he was just gone and he was gone in a huff it was you know I told the story we were hiding out in a hotel room for a few days because he was on such this nasty bender at home um and we couldn't you know be there so it was a very different situation and unfortunately the worst possible situation for the kids that we never had a conversation with them one day he was just gone and the kids and I were on the run and it was it was just a clusterfuck, did it all the way wrong. Um, But the second time, you know, Harry's dad and I sat down and, and actually rehearsed what it is we were going to say to them. And then we sat down with the kids. I remember beforehand, like, i was like crying in the other room i was like i can't do this i don't want to hurt them and then it was just like you know what natasha suck it up get it together because they're going to be feeding off of your energy and if you're sitting there crying and in tears they're gonna they're gonna feel that and it's gonna make it worse because kids are smart even as young as three or four harry's age they they're perceptive they pick up on emotions and tones so I got myself together, you know, he and I had a plan of exactly what we were gonna say. And we told the kids together, you know, and it was a lot of, this isn't your fault. We both love you tremendously. We're both gonna be in your lives. And, you know, just because we don't um, wanna be married anymore, which was really hard for me cause I did still wanna be married, but I had to say the words for the kids because we don't wanna be married anymore doesn't mean we don't love each other and doesn't mean we don't love you. We will always be a family. And, you know, I guess it's just by the grace of God that I could get those words out because in my heart was, it was so hard to say those because I wanted the exact opposite. I wanted to stay married. I wanted to not have two households to keep it together, but he was leaving whether I liked it or not. So this was at least the best I could do for the kids.
0: How do you, like, who would you call, how would you not beat yourself up? Because I would imagine the guilt, like, of, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel guilty leaving KJ at daycare, you know what I mean? Like, let alone, you know, like... You know, they just, they're so young, right? They don't understand adult things, which of course now, I don't know how how you feel, but one of the beauties I think of becoming an adult is seeing your parents as humans, like as realizing, you know, they were having us, but going through so many things in their own lives, you know, dealing with their own parents, dealing with their own dream, hopes and dreams and, you know,
1: failures. So how would you get over the guilt? Like, how do you do that? I'm not over the guilt i'm not over the guilt the guilt is the absolute worst part of all of it um you know harry's going through a phase right now where you know through no fault of his dad his dad is great but he doesn't want to go every single time like it's time for dad to pick him up he just bursts into tears he says he only wants me he's holding on to me he's also a very smart very stubborn and <laughs> slightly manipulative four-year-old so he really knows how to work me over and every single time that I you know we we started meeting at a park because it was just too hard to get Harry out of the house so we meet at a playground to do the transitions every time that I have to drive away I call my mom crying because it's like I'm his mom and I can't relieve this pain for him and as a mother when your child i mean you know this even just from daycare when your child is putting their arms out to you and crying for you mommy please mommy no it just kills Uh, you kills you what can you do the only thing you can do is put on a brave face in front of them reassure them of your love for them reassure them that you will be here they will be back for you and then have a breakdown in the car Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But the guilt, man, the guilt, I don't have good advice for the guilt because I struggle with the guilt every single day. You know, for the girls, it. I brought a stepfather into their lives because I wanted, I wanted a husband, but I wanted to have a family unit for them. I wanted to have a family unit. Now I realize I wanted a family unit for me because it was the family unit I felt like I never really had with, You know the mom and the dad and the kids so i brought this man into their lives who ended up leaving i have such horrible guilt about that that to them that i couldn't give that to them and had to have them go through Hmm. losing a male figure in their lives all over again Hmm. horrible guilt
0: um you kind of touched on this. I have one last question about this, and then I want to ask you. Like, I think it's so interesting too. Like, d- does it feel weird to have sex with people like after you've been married? Because you and you and Peter were married for a while. Then you then you'd like then you have to like go out and date somebody. Then you know you and Harry's dad. It's like that's the part to me I too. I can't I'm, wait to get into that. I'm part, so but... awkward in bed, like <laughs> even wish man still. Like I I do all kinds of I have so many awkward sex stories. But anyway, I'm, <laughs> I am curious. So how are you dealing with? Because you touched on it. it it's. Were you ever jealous? Like, I don't know. Did Peter ever have another girlfriend or anybody after you? Like, did you ever feel that is so is that weird. weird?
1: No, really? he, um, wow. no, he briefly dated, uh, you know, a couple of girls, but nobody that the girls were introduced to. No, you know, it was like, I know now just from putting together the pieces, now that he's gone, that he was he was still in his own messed up way loved me and was obsessed with me which sounds you know somehow a little self-righteous to say that but a babysitter messaged me saying you know she used to watch the kids so he could drive by my house all the time after i was married so he i guess he never got over it and yet he never wanted me back either he made my life hell was his number one mission so No, he never really, he never really dated anybody. So it was never like,
0: Um, you never were like jealous or even got to the point you were happy for him to see him with somebody. Like it never. I wanted
1: him to. I wanted him to so bad to find somebody because I thought if he finally is happy, he'll leave me me alone. alone.
0: Exactly, exactly right. But I mean, I think now seeing Kane right, and knowing the whole story, I'm sure just with his own addiction and mental health, there was like no way he was ever, there was just no way it was ever going to happen that he would be with anyone ever, unless he had no, a huge. He was change. his own worst
1: enemy. That I think he wanted it, and I, and I, I know he at least slept with a couple girls, and I think he wanted a relationship again. But he just he was his own worst enemy and made it impossible that that could ever, you know, be something that would last.
0: Okay, was it hard then? So I guess you're kind of going through it for the first time. Is it is it hard to see Harry's dad date somebody else, or do you just keep coming back to you know? i am glad to see him happy.
1: No, I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. That's honest. Okay. I'm not there yet. And, you know, I practice what I preach. You know, I've said in like the last episode about toxic resentments that I do, I pray for him to find love and joy and peace and all the things I want for me. But (laughs) now that he's actually, you know, found it and she sounds like a lovely person, you know, she checks all the boxes, but You know, God, I'll just be totally honest. I kept waiting for him to finally like have a light bulb moment of I screwed up. She was the best thing that ever happened to me. I had this beautiful, loving, wonderful wife and family and the single life is miserable. I want to come back home. I kept waiting for that moment and it hasn't happened. And it's been a year now, so it's probably not going to happen. And instead to hear that he's in you know a serious relationship is just like what the fuck that sucks like yeah. i'm glad you're happy but i'm not glad you're happy you're supposed to wake up and realize i was the best thing that ever happened to you yeah. and that's obviously not gonna happen and and it's not like i even want him back the The relationship was very broken he's a wonderful man but it was not the best choice for a personal match for me Maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know. But yeah, well, no.
0: I, that, I I know he's a, a private person and Schman's like that too, but I hope someday we can have him on the podcast. Like, it'd be awesome to hear like his whole... Harry's
1: dad? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even know I'm back on Instagram yet. Like he has oh, no social okay. media. He does, if he heard this, he would, he would kill me, but that's why I don't use his actual name. But, um, oh my God, no. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. getting mad Just thinking about it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, tell me. me, tell me about having sex with somebody after you s- get divorced or separate. It, mu- it must be like, is it, is it not that weird or weird?
1: No, this is like, this is the craziest thing. And You know, I enjoyed sex before, you know, I did it in my 20s and I enjoyed it. And certainly with my husband's, but it wasn't ever a priority or something that I really paid that much attention to. It even got to the point where it's something like, you know, you kind of have to do to keep your marriage alive. But there is something about my 40s. And I don't know if this would have happened if I wasn't single, but I feel like it's and mom stop listening just stop listening to the podcast right now turn it off it's stop i feel like it's like a sexual awakening for the yes, first time yes, get it's it crazy like i feel confident you know that the the guy that i did end up sleeping with that i was dating it was just like a new me it was like this like you know, proudness that was just like, I'm going to attack you and I'm going to do this however I want, which made me even more attractive to him. And it was it was great sex. It wasn't awkward at all. Probably because I just didn't care.
0: Hero breads. Oh, my gosh. Chefs and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. Oh
1: my and God, like, there's it. something about the hormones. I don't know. Like there are hormones now that I never had before combined with, I don't care anymore. And I'm going to enjoy this because who knows when I'm going to get to do this again. <laughs>
0: And don't you feel like too, I don't know about you. I mean, I was, I have my own body image issues, but I was so self-conscious in my 20s about what my body looked like or walking around naked in front of a guy. And now, I I mean, of course, again, look, I've been with Schman for a long time. So, you know, we, but you know, it's funny, Schman and I have a really interesting, like Schman and I don't fart in front of each other. Like we don't go go to the bathroom in front of each other. Like I know couples that like, they do it all. We don't do Uh, any of that. So But now I do. I feel the same way, like so open. And of course, we live in California. And now there's like so many you can go to all these goop sex classes. So I'm
1: always trying to get Schman. I'm like, let's
0: go to a sex therapist. This will be amazing. He has no interest. But
1: (laughs) you know, yeah, like I want to try all sorts of new things. It's funny because, you know, Peter used to like beg me to be more experimental. And, you know, like, would you ever hook up with a girl or let's bring toys into the bedroom, like all these things. And I was like, no, like, we'll just, you know, add a new position that's, you know, I'm kind of okay with and that'll be it for the year. But now it's like, I don't know if it'll ever actually happen, but it kind of feels like anything's on the table. I want to try it all before I die.
0: But wait, how do you feel? Because I think this is important because a lot of people that listen to these podcasts are spiritual. They're religious. Um, You know, I, I had to kind of have my own separation. Obviously, I was raised Catholic. I wasn't raised like super strict Catholic. And sort of the older I got, I think my parents, my grandparents really separated like a lot of things. You know, they realized that there was a lot of issues with the Catholic Church. And truly, it's about your relationship with God and these other people that run these ch- churches are people, right? So they're going to make mistakes and there's going to be lots of issues. But does any guilt come into play or like, because I know you are very religious and spiritual. Like, do you, does, do you wrestle with that or you feel like, you know what? Sex is, hello, part of us being human and I'm good with it.
1: That's a really good question, Sarah. It's, um, so, you know, where I am I've gotten to the point where, you know, I call it Christianity, but really it's just my own relationship and belief system with God. And I think that God made sex and sex is beautiful. And I don't think you should have to wait till you get married. For me personally, I want to make sure that part of the relationship works before I commit the rest of my life. Um, So I'm okay with sex before marriage. I think it's perfectly fine. However, I felt guilt about... I felt a lot of guilt and and I had a conversation with God afterwards where I kind of asked for forgiveness. This is just for me, you know, not for anybody else about just giving over that much of myself to a man that I wasn't in like a serious committed relationship with. Not necessarily like just the act of sex, but the intimacy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like just, I feel like I should have saved that until I was in a more, you know, serious relationship with the guy instead of kind of more of a hookup first date kind of thing. Um, second date, but still. So so that part I I, I I, did feel some guilt about. But but I think sex is OK before marriage for me personally. I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, be safe, be smart. But I think it's something God gave us as a gift. And um, I plan on using it. <laughs> I love it. All right. My final- I will say the yeah. one thing that you said that I just want to add, because I don't want to give off the illusion that, you know, I don't have any issues like you talked about body issues. So one thing that I I don't know how I'm ever going to come to terms with is dating somebody new who didn't see my body before I had children. Yes, I have fed three kids. But you know, Peter saw me before I had kids and they were his kids that I nursed. So I feel like he kind of, you know, yeah, they got saggy, but he appreciated it. And even with Harry's dad, I looked so different before. But now I'm 42, I've nursed three children. My breasts are like (laughs) sad, sagging, empty, half full Ziploc baggies. Like they're just, they're awful. The rest of my body. (laughs) I love it. I feel good. I look good. But those I do struggle with. Do I, I don't really want plastic surgery, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel like this man, the next man in my life is kind of getting used goods. Like he's <laughs> buying a used car that he didn't get to appreciate when it was new. It's
0: almost like, yeah, you feel like you need to tune
1: up. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of a yeah, tune. Yeah. I, I hear it. Look, I wish it. they had a boob job that you could get. That was like You You know, like just like not implants, but just you you can get a boob lift. A little,
0: you should go in for a boob lift. You know, you may qualify for a boob lift. That they don't do an implant; they just take, they just Mm -hmm. sew up the boob with like if you have
1: enough extra skin. You have to see if you have enough extra skin. So much extra skin, but there's not enough inside of the extra skin. Like I feel like they would just lift up, and then they'd just be flat. Well, because they're it's just all empty skin. That might be like the case. I wish could just inject them and just like like almost like when you put air in a tire, just like actually and just inflate them. That might be our next
0: guest. We might have to have a plastic surgeon on to just talk mommy makeovers. Like what what are all our options? Um,
1: yeah, because yeah. I don't want to look like you know a twenty year old with big fake boobs. Because that's just God bless you. You know, plenty of my people, family, people in my family have boob jobs. I think they look amazing. My mom's boobs. Great. Boob job. That's not for me. But I would like something. All right. I don't know.
0: Final question for you. Have you thought about, do you think you could be happy alone without ever getting remarried again or having a long-term partner?
1: I have. I went through a little bit where I told myself I need to be happy just being on my own. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to be able to get married again. I'm never being able to trust a man not to leave. And I will date, you know, maybe I'll be one of these like cool women that's had a boyfriend for 40 years, but they never actually got married. They kept their own places. I've realized that I wouldn't be happy with that. I, I, I am happiest. I'm happy right now, but I'm. Like my core self of who I really am is a partner and I want to have I want to have a partner that I share life with. And so even though it's going to be so hard, we will probably be in couples therapy to give my trust over to somebody else. I really think my true self is is a partner and that needs to trump the fear of trusting again.
0: Oh my God. I have the best couples therapist too. She's actually another guest we should have. Lee Conant. She's like amazing. Emotional couples therapy. We've been a patient of hers for, I don't know, seven years. It like saved our marriage.
1: Totally. Oh, couples therapy is, is incredible.
0: Incredible. <laughs> Even though I went to it with both of them and <laughs> we still got divorced. <laughs> Well, but that's like a whole nother topic. Like I would always, did you, ever, did you go to therapy with Harry's
1: dad before you got married? Cause that's the biggest yeah, thing. You, once you did. Oh, no, 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 not before we got married. No, oh. probably should have. Cause, but you know what? I think at that point I didn't want somebody to tell me what I was doing was a mistake, even though I knew it was probably a mistake. Cause I was so dead set on this is what I want. But if I had been smart, that would have been brilliant. Because she probably would have said, you guys are rushing into this. It's way too soon. We fell into
0: that and just, I don't know, by the grace of God, by Robin Mize, who I've talked about all the time on this podcast, she was the one that said, because I was having doubts and we'd broken up and we'd gotten back together. And, you know, Schman had kind of given me the ultimatum, like you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like, what's the deal? So we got into therapy and it was great because she, uh, she'd seen us for a while. I can't, I can't even remember several months. And I don't know, we were debating. Anyway, she said to me, she said, cause you know, they don't give you like a lot of advice. They kind of lead you to your own, you know, mm-hmm. they ask you enough questions that you're like, Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, that doesn't make sense or that makes sense. Right. But she did say to me, she said to both of us, she said, look, I don't normally say this, but she said, I've been, therapist for how many years and she said I will tell you right now you two have a connection that I don't usually see all the time and she said I would feel that I wasn't doing my job if I didn't wasn't honest with you and she said there's really a strong love here and you guys should really take that seriously and that was like another thing for me I was like oh shit okay She's seen yeah, a hell of Sarah, a lot of that's costumes. not a sign. What I mean, else do you want? I know. That <laughs> like was it a for me. <laughs> that was it for me. Because I thought, yeah, for her to say that after how many people she's seen, then she, will, you know, so anyway, I did. Yes, I, I can tell up.
1: you right now, no marriage counselor ever said that to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think she had gotten tired of, I think she really wanted to say to me, look, you dummy, you know, this like, you're going to really fuck this up. So I think in the kindest way possible.
1: <laughs> well, she said to me,
0: "I gotta be honest with you. If you don't do this, this is gonna be a big mistake." So, anyway, thank God for her. Um, all right, I'm loving these episodes. I learned so much. I know so many people going through a divorce, back out dating, are gonna love this episode. Where do people follow you, and they can hop in your DMs and give other suggestions for topics?
1: Slide. If I thought it was sliding Slide. your DMs. that's Slide. what I thought was cool. Slide. All right, them. so. <laughs> You can slide into my DM at Ms. Pink Monster, MS Pink Monster on Instagram. And also, I finally, finally put together the YouTube channel. So after these podcasts come out, you can then hop over, you know, a few days later and watch the video and see our beautiful, smiling faces. And that's Ms. Pink
0: Monster as well on YouTube, right? Yes. Yes. That's Ms.
1: Pink Monster as well on YouTube. But I have links to everything on my Instagram. Although Instagram is screwing me over, I'm like, Followers it's are the dropping worst. off by like the dozens and I don't know where they're going. It's I'm having like a complex about it. Because so. they want you to pay. They want you to pay to boost. You Is got it? Yes. You got a ton of
0: natural, like you came back on, you got this huge boost of being back in all these views. And now they know you're addicted to that. So they're like, hey, Natasha, why don't you start advertising that I, and pay $500 a month to boost and you'll gain 400 new followers. And then you do that. And then they say, okay, Natasha, now you can spend $1,000 and get 500 new followers. Oh, yeah. It's a I whole algorithm. of
1: up. I yes. was having a complex. I'm like, what did I do when right wrong in the last 48 hours that you know 80 people just unfollowed me it's all bots it's all inflated numbers to keep
0: you addicted to wanting more and by the way you should start a TikTok although they're a pain in the ass too but
1: Sophie has been bugging me every day can I set up your TikTok tonight so I need to branch out I need to branch out I've got all my eggs in my Instagram basket
0: Instagram will drive you nuts drive you nuts that's a whole nother we should do topics on what social media platforms you should be on when you're 40.
1: That's a whole. Hey, I love it. And dating, which uh, let's, I'll be the guinea pig. We'll go through the different dating apps. I'm obsessed. Yes. And we should have some. would it be totally, totally unethical if I like posted the different guys that respond and their messages and like did it all <laughs> vicariously through everybody else? Probably unless it, we we would need to disclose, I think, but, oh, but we okay. should have, I mean, we have listeners,
0: we should have some women who are in your spot that are back out dating after divorce and like they should go out on dates and you guys, we should all do a round table and have them report. Like yes, you guys could yes. all do a
1: date and report. That would be hysterical. I have so many like terrible first date stories, not with a clown, but <laughs> decent ones. <laughs> oh, I got more,
0: and then we could even. I mean, we always have Schman. We can bounce, you know. Schman's like a dude's yes. dude, so he can he can t- interpret what the men are meaning. Okay. Oh my gosh, I love it. All, all right, right, we, we got a million shows, episodes planned. Bye, gorgeous. Love, love you, my you, friend. Day, Bye.
1: Yeah.